0: I'm Satya Nelms, and this is Our Mother's Gardens. On this show, we discuss the seeds our mother sowed in us, the ways we have grown, and how we learn to blossom. In this space, Black women that have learned to define success on their own terms share stories of their beginnings, healing, and thriving. Welcome and thank you for being a part of this community of mamas, grandmamas, aunties, sisters, cousins, daughters, and friends. Today we are in the garden with Carrington Kernodal. Carrington is a Libra sun, Aries moon, and Gemini rising. She has been living in Virginia her entire life, first growing up in the rural countryside of Danville and then moving to Charlottesville for college. She graduated from the University of Virginia, double majoring in philosophy and African American and African studies. She has been practicing yoga for 10 years and is now a 200-hour certified yoga teacher. She teaches to uplift people so that they feel loved, seen, and important on or off the mat. From yoga, she learned about ahimsa, nonviolence, and that has been the guiding principle in her life. It led her to become vegan, and she has now been vegan for over four years. Being vegan speaks to her love for the earth and all living things. She has a green thumb and cares for about 20 houseplants. She's very close with her family and happily lives with her lover. Some of the things she absolutely adores are cows, crystals, the moon, Thai food, creating, mountains, soft textures, hip openers, candles, mushrooms, hugs, coffee, soil in her hands, meditation, and sweater weather. When you hear the word mother, what comes to mind? What do you think, what do you think it is to mother or to be a mother?
1: to be a mother is to be a supreme nurture, in my opinion mm-hmm. to anything that you want mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be your own flesh and blood child I don't believe mm-hmm. it can be anything that you feel like you want to see thrive and pour all your love into unconditionally mm. that is what I think a mother is
0: gotcha and when you hear the word mother, who is or who are the people that come to mind?
1: Definitely my own. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I absolutely love my mother. And then there's other, there's been other people in my life, other motherly figures that have come in that I refer to as like my yoga mother, mm. um, the woman who trained me for my 200 hour yoga teaching certification Mm -hmm. to um, just other motherly figures like college professors that Mm -hmm. I've met, Mm -hmm. all of those people who have shaped me and made me feel more like myself Mm -hmm. and made me feel a special kind of love that I can't get from anyone else.
0: Mm. Gotcha. So can you tell me a little bit about your mom?
1: Yes, so my mom, (laughs) it's really funny because I've like definitely learned a lot more about why I love her Mm -hmm. um, as I've gotten older versus just the normal stuff when you're growing up. It's like, oh, because your mom uh, knows your favorite foods and (laughs) she protects you from everything and she gives you the best hugs and kisses.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I've like learned that there's like a lot more. As to why, mm-hmm. um, I love her, and it's, like, it's one funny thing that I This is that I am a Libra, and mm-hmm. she's a Taurus, and I used to think that having Earth sign parents was, like, maybe not the best idea, because <laughs> <laughs> me and my brother are both air signs, mm-hmm. but... When I recently learned that Taurus is also ruled by Venus, and I'm also, as we put, ruled by Venus, I was like, ah, that makes a lot more sense,
0: mm-hmm. but her
1: and I both love, like, really nice things, and we both really love food, mm-hmm. and, like, just feeling very elegant, like, always having, um, smell goods, mm-hmm. and having nice, like, silk, like, nightgowns and stuff, just for the sake of ourselves. Mm-hmm. It, That was, like, really funny to realize. I was like, oh, that's why we're a bit bougie. (laughs) (laughs) And why having a tourist mom was probably the best I could have uh, asked for to, like, enable my (laughs) Um, (laughs) bougie-ness. And how she's, like, always very intense about... um, like, oh, you need to make sure you work a job so that you can afford your lifestyle, and I'm like, oh, mom, I'm like, no, I don't need that much money, but like, in all reality, she definitely knows better than anyone <laughs> what it takes to, like, make me happy, whether that's material things or mm-hmm. that it's, like, having experiences, mm-hmm. because she always allowed me to have really good experiences as much as possible, mm. so we We traveled a lot,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it would take nothing for her to like pack up the car with us and drive to like a different state for us to go to a museum Mm -hmm. and to like stay in a nice hotel and just eat good food there and like spend time with loved ones. And that was just very common for Mm -hmm. us. I didn't really think that that was not something that other families did. so like my love for traveling comes from her uh we always ate everything we were never like told like <laughs> that there's like there's food for children mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was like just eat whatever you wanted which is like really funny to think about how like if i was like seven and we went to rent lobster i wouldn't want to eat like i guess like fish sticks or something i was mm-hmm. like oh yeah no i want a lobster tail too mommy she just let <laughs> us order that And uh, she treated us like, she calls us her little people. She never saw us as, like, just, like, kids or anything like that. She, like, saw us as just smaller people that she saw as equals that she wanted to protect because we were little. um, But was not going to shy away from, like, meeting us equally in, like, intellect.
0: Right, right. And to
1: cultivate that. Um, And she just... I don't know. I have very high standards for how I am supposed to be loved on because
0: mm-hmm. of her. Oh.
1: <laughs> and she says that she feels like she's ruined me, my brother, <laughs> because it takes a like like what we expect from people is what we got out of her, mm. and like she always like was very big on like you must tell the truth, mm-hmm. like. You must be honest, you must take responsibility, you must be willing to do something on your own, Mm -hmm. and that is what I expect from other people,
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and
1: have learned that, like, okay, I can't expect what my mom um, always showed me from other people, Mm -hmm. I can't expect other people to be like me, Mm -hmm. either, Mm -hmm. that's been very hard, because you start holding people to standards that they just have never been asked to meet or even attempted to. Right. Um, and that I now know. It's like, oh, we are very different because she was very intense with how she loved and how
0: mm. she, like,
1: believes in fairness and justice. And just, like, what it takes. Like, what, like in setting boundaries
0: mm-hmm. as well. Gotcha. So... So first of all, I have to I have to say, it's so crazy to me that you said you're a Libra and your mom's a Taurus and she called you guys her little people. So I'm a Taurus and my 13-year-old daughter is a Libra and I also refer to my kids as my little people. <laughs> oh, wow. So I was like, and we both really love food and things that smell, and like smell goods and things like that. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Um, so that was that was really really wild for me to hear. Um, but I guess two things. So the first thing is, what you know, you said that she helped you to understand boundaries. How did she? How did she do that?
1: So everyone knew you do not play mm-hmm. with Shay. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like a very collective agreement that like my mom will do what she wants however she wants she doesn't need like permission Mm -hmm. or help to do that Mm -hmm. if especially if it's something that's just not harmful which is like my personal philosophy like Mm -hmm. do what you want in your life as so long as it's not harmful to anyone else and she always made things happen if Mm. we needed to move the couch she was going to move it herself she wasn't going to have to wait and to help if she wanted us to go on a trip she just made that happen. Yeah. If she felt like we should not be told we couldn't do something at school, because mm-hmm. she like, just didn't think that there shouldn't be any limitations to what we wanted to achieve mm-hmm. or pursue or like learn from, mm-hmm. she would step in and let people know like how things are going to get done. Mm-hmm. Nobody else was allowed to put their hands on us. Nobody else was allowed to talk down to us, and if someone did... She mm-hmm. made it very easy for us to communicate with her, and be like, hey, mommy, so and so said this to me and I didn't like it. But then mm. she would address that person and say, that is, she would lay down the law of right, <laughs> right. how you're supposed to interact with us mm-hmm. and respect us. And she has very strict, um, like, principles that she was very consistent with. But to me, sometimes I'm like, you're a bit hard headed, mama. But. <laughs> I also know that, like, sometimes it is very important to remind people that, like, hey, my sentiments about something is unwavered. Right. I need you to respect that, and either you're going to get with the program or you need to leave. Right. And she just is always very forward about that, and I have been learning as growing into an adult, as a woman – um, I'm not. I don't feel like I'm grown yet because I'm, I'm going to be 25 soon. But mm-hmm. like, I don't feel like I'm particularly grown. <laughs> um, but like, trying to assert boundaries and knowing and trusting, I guess, in myself mm-hmm. more that I can do those things. Gotcha. Um, like how I saw her do it.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So she not only you know, expressed the importance of a need for boundaries, but she also modeled that for you as well. Yes. Right, right. So the other thing that I wanted to ask was, in the beginning, you said, you know, at first you weren't, you weren't sure how you felt about having an earth sign <laughs> for, for uh, you know, for a parent. So I wondered, what were the parts of being raised by your mother that were challenging for you?
1: it is the rigor of you must do what you have to do mm-hmm. and I have a very hard time like accepting that there's, there are things I have to do mm-hmm. I don't feel like I have to do anything or I'm I owe anyone anything mm-hmm. and that you you if you make a sacrifice I was like oh your choice that mm. i didn't i didn't ask for that there's a difference between me asking for you to right. make a sacrifice versus like you made that because you thought it was beneficial for me and i think that's great
0: mm-hmm. however
1: holding me um accountable to do something in exchange to make you feel good about your sacrifice that you made, I don't think that's a particularly fair way to treat people, mm, mm-hmm. especially not children. And I think that uh, sometimes parents get a little carried away with trying to make their children do things and make them feel better about the decisions they made. Mm, um, mm-hmm. And that is something I've recently uh, have had open conversations for her about mm-hmm. because there was a lot of things I didn't understand naturally because I was a child. There was a lot of things I didn't understand why she was so intense about. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I'm older, I understand mm-hmm. because I'm a compassionate person. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I will can still though say that was still unfair.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And I find a lot of earth sign people to be a bit um, very hard to move mm, it has right. requires a lot of conversations because mm-hmm. my father is a virgo mm. and it just, requ- it's just it just requires a lot of conversation with them to get them to change their mind mm-hmm. um that, that that just isn't as much of an issue for me mm-hmm. i'm pretty like oh let's just try something new or do something different and they're like no
0: gotcha you, right
1: you stick to what we all know works
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um, so did you get the sense that being black in this country you know that that affected the way that you were mothered what was your experience of, of that oh yeah for
1: sure mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely because The two things that definitely affected how I was being treated for my by my mother between me and my brother Mm -hmm. was that I was um, was three things. There were one that I was black, Mm -hmm. and a lot of the things that I was interested in, and a lot of in the area that we grew up in, because I grew up in rural southwestern Virginia, Mm -hmm. was that was like everything was predominantly white, right? And she like didn't want me to feel like. I could not do something because of what white people would say or, like, whether or not they would be Mm accepted. But also to be very conscious about, like, when to push those Mm -hmm. limits of the spaces that we could occupy. The second thing was that I'm a girl, so, like, she was just always very worried that someone would do something to me specifically because of that. Mm. So she was much more strict with me than my brother about like people's houses i could go spend the night at mm-hmm. and it was, like my curfews and stuff and people i dated um growing up um and those like i mean she just was very open about like having the conversations with me at a young age of what we describe as good touches and bad touches
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and so she was very uh, aware of that like whether you know, you're at family gatherings or when you're away on a camping trip with, like, your school, whatever, mm-hmm. like, understanding those things. And then lastly, it was like, I am an attractive girl. So, like, mm-hmm. knowing that, like, people do stuff specifically to, like, attractive young black girls, um, mm-hmm. she was very intense about protecting, like, making sure that people were going to touch my hair. Mm-hmm.
0: So she was styling my
1: hair a certain way to make sure that wasn't the issue. Mm-hmm. Or how she will remove me physically from a space if she noticed that, like, some kids were doing something strange. Like, at my ballet recital, this one white girl, apparently, when I was like five, mm-hmm. tried to touch my skin. She mm-hmm. said she witnesses that, like, touch my skin to see if my skin color would rub off. Mm. <laughs> but me being a child, I went ahead and touched her skin <laughs> <apparently>, <laughs> to figure that one out and um you know just like little things like that she would witness and she would take note of or like how like apparently one day I was I came home crying because somebody was trying to tell me that I was black and I was like no my skin color is brown
0: mm-hmm.
1: and because I was coloring and the little girl just kept pestering me about it and she, like, had to, like, have a conversation with me Mm -hmm. about, like, yes, her skin is brown, Mm -hmm. but, like, how people will refer to you will be black, Mm -hmm. and you just have to decide whether or not you want to accept that Mm -hmm. as, like, a necessary identifier for yourself. Right. Um, So she was always trying to do her best to um, enlighten me about the potential harms and cruelty that I could experience in the world but at the same time empowering me to say like but you don't have to let that make you not want to do something
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that was really important because there is nothing that I'm afraid to do now or to try mm. um, and I am aware that some people might not be too keen on it I'm still gonna do it and that, that sense of confidence comes from her
0: right so so we're talking about you know talking about this in retrospect but when your mother was having these conversations with you as a kid how did you receive them then how did you feel about you know about what she was saying to you then
1: i just always trusted everything my mom said so i just said i was very much so in the feeling of like this is unfair but Mm -hmm. okay
0: Mm. like
1: if that's just how that's gonna be then okay um and knowing that I could always talk to her about that because there was a lot of things that happened when I was growing up that like that would occur that were always like what now we, we we categorize as like microaggressions and stuff right like my school teachers not thinking I was smart enough to be in that grade Mm -hmm. and her going the extra mile to take me to get professionally tested to see like what my IQ level and stuff was Mm -hmm. and to prove to them be like you are thinking that just because she's some small little black girl that she can't read Mm -hmm. but she can Mm -hmm. here's the proof um or me having to discuss with her be like oh I have a crush on this boy but he said that he's not allowed to date black girls Mm -hmm. but she had to like have those hard conversations with me and she was just honest Mm
0: -hmm. and i would
1: just be like "Oh, okay Mm
0: -hmm. i guess that's
1: just how that is and just never really thought twice about it i didn't uh when i was growing up really think that she had a biased opinion Mm -hmm. i just knew that she looked at it from like a more objective perspective now that Mm -hmm. i'm older There's some things that she says that I can tell is more subjective. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When I was growing up, Mm -hmm. it was all like me just very, being very okay with accepting that. The Mm -hmm. only things I did not accept was visually seeing how my brother was treated Mm -hmm. versus me. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was like, that was pretty much it. Other than that, I was always very pro mommy.
0: So, what were the biggest differences that you noticed between the way that your mother mothered you and the way that she mothered your brother? So,
1: I'll back this up and say, so she, she told us, like, she did not want to have children. My dad wanted kids. Mm. She was like, sure. I want a son. I came first. <laughs> And then my brother came three years later. Mm-hmm. So she always will say, though, that like God gave me what I needed first, give me what I wanted after. Mm. So she said that I was very important for humbling her and for making her like really change how she lived and how she felt about um, how she carried herself and how mm-hmm. to love and everything, how much she poured into me mm-hmm. and then into my brother. Mm-hmm. But I often felt like there was a lot of things that she favored towards him mm. that I couldn't do. Like, he had a lot of, um, some, for whatever reason, like his, her rule was like always when you ask, you want to go hang out with friends,
0: mm-hmm. she has to
1: talk to the parents. Mm-hmm. But then, like, his friend's parents, I guess, were just a lot more accessible for whatever reason mm-hmm. than my friend's parents were. So, like, I could not go hang out with them because, like, my friend's parents just, they just were a lot more relaxed about the idea of, like, having people come over. Mm, and mm-hmm. so they didn't really feel like they needed to talk to her mm-hmm. as often as, like, my other, my brother's parents, friend's parents did.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that was frustrating. But, like, or, like, she would know something about her, those parents that I wouldn't know. But mm. she would not bother to try to explain it So mm-hmm. why I couldn't. Um, or she would be very intent about saying, like, you shouldn't be friends with so and so because they're not going to be good for you. But mm-hmm. that never, I never heard, I never saw her say that when we were growing up to mm-hmm. my brother and his friends. Mm-hmm. She didn't have that kind of conversation with him in like his junior, senior year of high school, but she was constantly having that conversation with me
0: mm-hmm. while
1: I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And some of the people that she was, like, wary of, like, I get it. But I was also, like, <laughs> you should be a bit more confident in how you raise me to understand that, like, I'm not going to be like them. But mm-hmm. I can be friends with them. Mm. Um, and, yeah. So it was just those things. Or, like, I felt like he was spoiled in a different way than I was. Mm-hmm. And. I didn't, like, I was spoiled. Well, we call it, we we refer to it as being (laughs) Um, (laughs) well-loved. I was spoiled more in my younger years than my teenage years, Mm -hmm. and vice versa for him. And Mm -hmm. so, like, I felt like I wanted more freedoms Mm -hmm. and more things when I got into, like, middle school, high school that just weren't privy to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have conversation with her about that, and she'll, like, be like, No that's not how that was. And I'm like, okay.
0: (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) But it's good that, you know, I think that you're, that you feel like you can have those conversations with her. And when, you know, when you bring that stuff up, for the most part, do you feel like she's open to it? Or is she, like you just said, is she just like, no, that's not how that happened.
1: Oh, she's open to listening. Because we, we, from the jump, it has always been we can always have open conversations with each other. Mm-hmm. Now, like just always like my mom, my brother and I, cause my mom raised my brother and I by herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've always been a very tight knit family. Can always talk about anything. Mm-hmm. We have learned since getting older, we have to catch each other on the right day. Though <laughs> There's just some days where you can have certain conversations and, or like, that person is going through a lot that week,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: so this is not the week to have any kind of serious conversation mm-hmm. with them. Um, it's kind of like <laughs> when you're when you're young and you're like, okay, I got to catch mom I'm in a good mood to ask her, can I like go to the movies with my friends? It's kind of like still that now. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like knowing, like, hey, mom, I want to talk about something <sighs> from our past that I mm-hmm. think is manifested now. And I need you when will you be in that mindset
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she'll let me know and then we have the conversation and we can talk for an hour or two
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. and at the very least she'll recognize that that occurred and she'll recognize my feelings about it whether or not is something that can be changed mm-hmm. um, or will change in the future is a different story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but at the very least I have some peace in knowing that I I brought it to her attention.
0: Right, right. So So, a couple times now you've talked about, you know, how well-loved you guys, you and your brother were, which is beautiful. And so I wonder, did you get the sense that your mother loved herself well? And did you see her caring for herself?
1: Yes. So I think... She got a chance to take care of herself a lot more once we got into middle school well, I got into middle school mm-hmm. she had like I guess had more time mm-hmm. to invest in herself and because like we were older a little bit older and things are a little bit more settled mm-hmm. and whatnot so like I was able to always see like in her master bedroom like mm-hmm she had like a gorgeous vanity mirror and we there was, like lots of mirrors uh, but like she always had the nicest clothes, the nicest shoes
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there was like a, there's a there was a drawer, two mm-hmm. drawers I think full of just the nicest perfumes mm-hmm. and body oils and, and butters and stuff like that and she would always say like hey can you see like if the back of my hair if I curled all of it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Always had candles lit mm-hmm. and everything. She had all always the home projects, the interior decorate the mm-hmm. house and everything with her own money, mm-hmm. with her own energy. Because we couldn't paint, but like yeah, like she just seeing her the alcohol, self-love, self-care and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. not how it was ever described. It was just right. always like you just take good care of yourself mm-hmm. whenever you can and you should treat yourself and that's all we always witnessed gotcha. all the time. It was not like a only on her birthday right. or certain days of the year. It was every single week mm-hmm. we saw her loving on herself and saw her loving on us.
0: Mm. And so, being so well loved by your mom, and witnessing the ways that she cared for herself, how do you now, as an adult, mother and care for yourself?
1: Oh, in the exact same way. I'm just like a little <laughs> her, I'm like a hundred percent. Because if you came into my apartment, it would mimic exactly how the house and apartment we grew up in mm-hmm. is like. There's plants. She, mm-hmm. she always had plants. I never really, like, was into plants when I was growing up, so she thinks it's funny now that I have them. <laughs> but, like, having plants, we have bikes. And, like, we always went biking young- when we were younger. mm
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, And, like, always having the fridge and, uh, fully stocked mm-hmm. and cooking and everything and having our... Um, I do have lots of candles <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. And I do have lots of, like... Um, like, beauty stuff and everything. And mm-hmm. I, like, specifically picked an apartment that had a big bathtub so I could take baths mm-hmm. and feel good. Um, absolutely every aspect of my lifestyle is a little piece of what she gave and what she mm-hmm. showed. Everything mm-hmm. to, like, how I have my diploma displayed. Because, um, like she really valued education. And, I mean, she paid for me to go to private school the entire time I was in grade school and Mm. my gift to her was for me to finish college at UVA Mm -hmm. and so proudly displaying the diploma is like an ode to her but also like she had degrees that she probably displayed
0: Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm.
1: everything that I am is just a modernized version of her (laughs) (laughs) and it's just really funny to look at from time to time and be like yep that's like, and she said to me, like, not too long ago, she's like, I am happy to see you living and maintaining the lifestyle that I created for you all when you were younger, now, mm-hmm. as an adult on your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So, what would you, what advice would you offer to someone who was going to you know mother someone else you know if they were to say what's something that i should remember while mothering what you know would you take away from the way your mother raised you and offered to someone else
1: i would say you have to be not only like willing to really pour a lot like the vulnerable of willing to Mm -hmm. like pour a lot of love into someone else Mm -hmm. but also to be very creative about it Mm -hmm. i think it's very funny when people say like oh what's your love language and i'm just like all of them (laughs) (laughs) all of them i want to feel loved in every way possible and that is because that is how she treated us Mm -hmm. she like always told us like how much she loved us and why -hmm. She always, there was a lot of physical touch. Um, Mm -hmm. so like, like something like with my partner now, I had to, I had to explain to him, like, I am used to being physically able to touch people Mm -hmm. all the time, like a little big hugger and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And that is because we would like crawl up into the bed with our mom Mm -hmm. and just lay next to her and we'll be all like squished up, all, all curled up and everything and watching a movie together. And, that's just like i'm very into like like you have to have like be very creative i guess
0: Mm
1: -hmm. i have the mindset to get even more creative every time of like how to love because Mm -hmm. i would come home to like a new dress on the bed that she just saw she thought i would like Mm -hmm. and i would wear it Mm -hmm. and so like that's like um like gifts Mm-hmm. And everything, and acts of service is like, hey, sitting down with me and doing homework, mm-hmm. or like or when I get someone to like proofread um, a blog post I want. Like sometimes I have her do that too. Mm-hmm. So, and just yeah, just like all facets. So if you really want a mother, mm-hmm. you need to be willing to be vulnerable enough to, like, pour that amount of love mm-hmm. without expecting anything in return, mm-hmm. but also to be creative about how you want to pour love into
0: anything. hmm Right. Right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Our Mother's Gardens. If you want to support the show, you can make a sustaining donation on Patreon by visiting our page, Our Mother's Gardens. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at Our Mother's Gardens PC. Our Mother's Gardens is a Honey Bunch of Stinkweed production. The podcast features music produced
1: by Patta.